0: You sick of giving me your money? Oh shit! Oh oh, I know he yeah. didn't do it, baby. Whoa, whoa 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 whoa! Where you going? Now I'm about to go make these trouble. What, what up, niggas? Everything alright, man? Y'all chilling, man? Everything alright? How you feeling the joint, baby? It's that What's new shit, man. White niggas ain't even got this. Hey, boogie. What's up, nigga? You feeling me, man? It's like a motherfucking spaceship, man. You got the um. You feeling me yet, man? with is on this motherfucker. <laughs> What's up, man? Let me take you for a little spin, man. Show you what it feel like. I gotta go make these drop-offs. Man, you think man. you're the only one out here working, B? Gotta make drop-offs too, B. Come on, man, get in, man. I ain't taking no for an answer, man. It's the one dream, mix, on the special mix with my man Mitch.
1: You know how we do We got the brand new song. We coming to town. We bouncing. All right, here we go. I see
0: you, I baby. See you. Yeah. What's up, niggas? What's happening? Money mix. Oh, uh, so you got that new stop thing. Come on, man. You don't mind that doing yes, me, man. Okay, what's up, baby? What's up, B? I hope you don't right? stop to disappoint nigga, man. I hope that game is still on, man. I hope we still got that bet, man. What? No, man. I hope we still got that $5,000 bet happening, man. What? The Knicks, nigga. What? Turn down the bum ass stereo Hold on, hold on You said 5 G's, nigga? Five you gonna beans, stop acting man. like you the only nigga getting money, man Make it 10, man, what's wrong with I you, man? Make it 10 G's, you pull-ass nigga we you getting nigga. more money than you, man You know what I'm saying? You I got a G for every the puff hey. on your face, nigga Whatever you want, <laughs> man Hey, what's, what you laughing at, man? You need to put your man on, he look bad Tell that nigga to hit you with an ounce or something, or something it's You know, ass, this is my nigga. Thursday call, man On Saturday, I'm breaking out with something new, all right? Saturday, report your Bridge blow-up I am the bridge, man you report to me, man. always, man. At hey, all times, man. Said, man, man, you might wanna holler at me. Meek Melly, huh? I'm getting hit of my Lambo. Lambo. Too many stitches in my bando. Yeah. All we talk is that Brito. Brito. Nick Kyrie with the handles. <laughs> Everybody popping this lit shit. Lit shit. So we come blog y'all candles. Y'all need to that big shit. Big shit. And it's ain't shaded like a sandal. Whoa. Oh, Wait. Right. <laughs> Chanel on my bitch. Ain't gotta talk, you can tell you to tell it I'm and turn them Spin on that, I we gon' murder the boss. I put the color in and coming in here. hit. like we never heard of the law. One thing about me, I'm never gonna snitch. Huh. You were just talking that justice before, fuck is your dog, man. I've been in the trap all week, niggas cooking popcorn and selling hot ten. Yeah. Shorty want that fake chill. I don't really, really wanna kick a band down. Yeah. I'm the type of bad bitch first night, then kick the whole wildlife pan. Hey, Too big headed to take your advice, so talk to me next. My design of the couch and fuck up your whites. We do all we like Yeah, be so bad my blow-through bags Yeah, the fuck up a life Fuck up a light. Diamonds that came with a birth certificate Ain't overnight pack pack blue Blueface It come a few ways Yeah, yeah, I go too crazy If I do say So myself, this my new babe She go too way
1: Well, well, I go too crazy If I do say so- Oh, man Yo, this is King Nona Uncensored. We got that Game 4 talk. We got some new music Fridays. There's some things that I definitely said, fuck no, I'm gonna pass on. But it it was two releases that I decided to check out. But man, before we get to the bullshit and the fuckery, right? Man, I hope you listening too. Like, this nigga legitimately tried to get on my ass for fucking up a word one word on youtube and it's kind of funny i mean a nigga had one subscriber <laughs> i usually don't respond to people like that but it's just i just can't help myself you know here at king no Nonsense, we swing at ants with sl- we swing sledgehammers at ants Get at me for fucking that shit up.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright, man. So why in the uni- in the hip-hop universe are y'all trying to re-spark Kendrick versus K- uh Drake, right? So there are two songs that fans think that Kendrick Lamar dished Drake on. So there is a record out there with Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce called America Has a Problem. And Kendrick in his opening verse. This is according to a Reddit thread. I know, I know, I know. Reddit threads can be bullshit, but it's be some facts on that Reddit line. though. And this is what the guy said about breaking down the lyrics. So one of the lines Kendrick Lamar said on America has a problem. I bop like 10 men. The ops need 10 men. It's a shot at Drake's ghostwriting. And Kendrick allegedly views Drake as an op. I don't know about that. I mean, I think Kendrick been off Drake for quite a while now. He knows that Drake is not a threat to him or any competition to him. Despite Drake doing astronomical numbers, Kendrick does astronomical numbers too. Hope his day one fans got some facts on him. When Drake says, I could have all your fans if I didn't go pop. Fill in the blanks. He's talking about the next man's fans. Who could he be rest- referencing? Um, I don't think that was a shot. Sorry. You better get it off your chest like breast reduction. Kendrick is begging Drake to say his name. Um, I don't know. A lot of these lines. Universal, please don't play possum. Drake got a major universal deal. Kendrick is referencing... Something behind the scenes. He's off TBE. PG Lang is on Columbia at the moment, so why mention it? I think this is a reach, yo. Why waste half your verse on these lines? I'm looking at now that I'm looking at it live in front of y'all. This guy's reaching. I don't think that Kendrick Lamar dissed Drake on America Has a Problem. I'm sorry. I think Kendrick was just rapping, bro. I don't think that he was dissing. Then there's another song that he released with Baby Keem called The Hillbillies. And they had a very distinct flow on the song and they're basically saying that Keem and Kendrick was clowning Drake flow on Sticky um did you all ever think that maybe Kendrick was paying homage and showed that he respects Drake for what he does because like I said their little back and forth shit that shit ended a long time ago you know, even Kendrick moved on to, like, Big Sean. Because we know that Drake and Kendrick's situation started over control. And they were in a Cold War for quite a while here. It's very interesting, though. I mean, I understand, like, why a fan would think so, but... um. Let me see. But a lot of people felt like, you know, Keem took a shot at him because he called the hillbillies sticky dub. All in all, bro, I think niggas are reaching. The, the cold war between Drake and Kendrick is long over. Like, Kendrick has a better discography than Drake. Kendrick's a better rapper than Drake. And Kendrick is racking up as many hits as Drake. I mean, of course, Drake has more hits because he's commercial. And Kendrick got it out the mud and became commercial. It's a difference. When everything is given to you at the start... And things are still being given to you. Not trying to clown Drake. I'm not trying to say that Drake is inferior. I'm saying that he's not better than Kendrick at rapping. That's all I'm saying. And that nobody is dissing anybody. There is a possible new couple alert. I mean, I don't usually do gossip. But this is interesting, though. I mean, I'm rooting for one of these people. So, allegedly, Austin Reeves is dating Taylor Swift from the uh, rumor mill. I mean, that would be very interesting to see how that works out. I'm rooting for Austin Reeves, man. Put a baby in her. I mean, Taylor Swift just broke up with her nigga, allegedly, according to the streets. So she's dating around. I mean, why not? I mean, um, Austin Reeves is from Arkansas. Fuck it. I wish them the best. I hope that date. That I hope that dating turns into a long term relationship. Get your money, Austin Reeves. Moving on to Tory Lanez. Wow. So, according to reports by many, I mean, I got it from Hip Hop News Uncensored because a motherfucker tried to jump in my shit talking about who's your source? Who's your source? Google is your friend, Google it. But however, the courts are saying that Tory Lanez is not gonna get lower than a thirteen piece. Wow! So the, so he has to serve thirteen years in jail, and no lower than that. So he's starting off with a thirteen piece with no sauce. Damn, Hammy and we don't even know if Tory Lanez really shot Megan the Stallion but you know certain things did do him in like the phone call like why would you call after everything like Tory Lanez was not thinking in that situation but my thoughts on this is very simple i mean a lot of shit that Tory Lanez got away with has come back to bite him it's very unfortunate but damn, 13 years and not less? Woo-hoo. Damn you, Rock Nation. Damn you. But anyway, Phoenix is trying to make a play for either James Harden or Damian Lillard. Ooh, yo, if Phoenix got Damian Lillard. now defensively you could probably take advantage but offensively who gonna guard these three niggas man especially if they're all healthy and Damian Lillard is a significant upgrade from Chris Paul Damian Lillard is third team all NBA so you have to really think about that I'm like But, in my opinion, though... I don't think you could give up anything to make you acquire Damian Lillard. You would have to wait until he's a free agent. And he's got that big-ass contract. But it will be nice to fantasize about. I mean, them getting James Harden... I mean, Harden and Durant have played together multiple times. So, they know each other. And Harden... is playing with a prime Devin Booker. That would be interesting to see. And Harden's a free agent. Phoenix could clear some cap space to sign James Harden. I think Harden is more of a realistic... is more of a realistic thing. But he's torn in between the Sixers and the Rockets right now. And Phoenix is looking like a dark horse for Harden. I mean, I like it, but Harden has a history of disappearing. Damian Lillard does not have that history. I'd rather push for Dame, but that's not realistic. Harden is more realistic because of his free agency status. And Phoenix is probably the third option on Harden's mind. (coughs) Excuse me. But, um... Breaking news, there is a trade that went down during the finals. I don't I didn't even know that teams can actually do this while they're in the finals. But I guess since the circumstances are what they are, I see how they got this through. So, the Nuggets and the Thunder did a trade during the NBA Finals as the Denver Nuggets received. OKC's number 37 pick and a 2024 second round pick and the OKC Thunder received a 2029 first round pick. So the Thunder is still snatching up picks like Thanos snatches up those Infinity Stones. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, that is my source, Denver is trying to maximize their championship window and deal. This picks deal gives them some additional chances at low cost contracts and trade tools for OKC. Another first round pick deep into the future. Who won the deal? Honestly, both teams won. In my opinion, I mean, you flipping picks around. Obviously, both of these teams have a strategy that is building the foundation for their future and oh yeah the person that reported the James Harden the Phoenix rumors is Ramona Shelburne a person in ESPN to those people who want to question my sources I told y'all on previous shows I can report 600 stories that they report, 599 of them motherfuckers is going to be legit. I'm a 99.99% accuracy rate, pussy. Anyway, the San Antonio Spurs are a team to watch out for if Chris Paul becomes a free agent. I mean there has this rumor has been out there for quite a while. I'm sure that Chris Paul, the the great mind that he is, wants to play for Popovich. And San Antonio is starting to put pieces around Victor Wembanyama. I mean he already has like Jeremy Sohan. <laughs> That's a start. So, if you add Chris Paul to this dynamic, that will definitely make free agents want to come to San Antonio. Pause. I mean, what better of a veteran tutor than Chris Paul for Victor Wimbinyama? Although, I see Chris Paul going to a a contender next year. Executives around the league believe that the Timberwolves will trade Carl Anthony Towns within the next few weeks. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I've been telling y'all this. I think that Carl anthony Towns should go to the Memphis Grizzlies. A Carl anthony Towns and Jaron Jackson Jr. backcourt would be dope. The thing is, yes, you would have to trade some pieces. It may come down to the point where you might have to trade Jaron Jackson for him. And I would like to see uh, Jaron Jackson go to Memphis. That'd be fire. I mean, you would have to definitely choose between Bain and Jackson on who you want to keep if you are going to acquire Carl Anthony Towns. Now, the Portland Trailblazers have been rumored to be shopping that number three pick for Carl Anthony Towns as well. That was a report about uh, about a month ago. That deal could be on the table and Carl anthony Towns would be a good number two today because Carl anthony Towns is not a number one. Not nobody you could depend on every night but he's a guy that can get you 20 and 10 and he's a piece New Music Fridays Oh yeah I reviewed two albums. I decided to roll with it and I rolled the dice and I hit I hit it big. Pause. Janelle Monáe The Titty Album. The Album of Titties. <laughs> All jokes aside, Janelle Monae released her new album, The Age of Pleasure, and the visuals of her video, Lipstick Lover, pretty much came to life and gave a preview of what this album was going to sound like, and we'll talk about that after I'm done reviewing track by track. Let's go through The Age of Pleasure. Let's see what the fuck Janelle Monae is talking about in 2023. Float featuring Sun, Cuddy, and Egypt 80. Well, I'm guessing that these guys either did background vocals or did the beat. Because this track is phenomenal. Now, this is how you start an album. Now, Float, bruh, this shit got that bounce. This shit got that bounce to it. Got them trap drums with a little little dab of... uh, Island, shit is fucking fire. Champagne shit. Janelle Monae's talking that shit on here. She is talking cash money millionaire shit. Now, Black Sugar Beach was actually unnecessary. They could have just combined... They could have just left Champagne shit in that second part together. It was... No, I think that would have flowed better as just one song... I didn't grade Black Sugar Beach because of that. It's just a continuation of Champagne Shit, which is a very awesome song. Phenomenal with Dolce. This was kind of mid. I'm not going to lie. This was kind of mid. It's not horrible. It's not awful. It's just in the middle. Hot was dope. That was cool. Ooh La La featuring Grace Jones. It's just grace jones in an interlude basically talking lipstick lover the single it's dope as fuck it's got the afro beat vibe and shit like that it's it's pretty cool the video was "Mm, yes lord show them titties again whoo titties out all summer the rush featuring nia long and ama ray this was cool. I guess Nia, that was Nia Long doing the spoken word on the hook. That was cool. The French 75 featuring Sister Nancy is just an interlude. Water slide. That is dope. I fuck with that. No better featuring CK, Sean Cootie, and, uh, man, I know I'm fucking these niggas' names up. And Egypt 80, this was dope as fuck. Paid and Pleasure was all right. The Closer, A Dry Red, it's it's between that and Champagne Shit for my favorite record, but A Dry Red is definitely my favorite production for sure. All in all, The Age of Pleasure, aka The Titty Album, this was dope as fuck. This is pretty much like an album that's kind of like, this is an Afrobeat album, in my opinion. That's what I could describe it as. And I just, I like the sound of it. You know, I like the production. I like the songs. And I like the, the little wordplay. But, man, I love the Age of Pleasure, man. It's definitely one of the better R&B projects this year. It was definitely worth the wait, and the visuals were a great setup to push this album. I wonder what what the numbers are going to be. Could be around 50, 60K. I'm hoping for that for her. This this album is awesome. Let's move on to Static Selecta. Round Trip. If you're unfamiliar with who Static Selecta is, he's one of the better producers in hip-hop. He's got some dope-ass beats. I mean, he's known for working closely with Joey Badass and many other artists. You know, definitely, I believe he's a New York cat for sure. And this is like New York production all through his new and latest project called Round Trip. Let's get into Round Trip. The opening track, Round Trip for Dave, featuring Sadanus. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Sadanus from De La Soul pays tribute to uh, the late, great Trugoy from De La Soul. This is a good tribute record. Solid. Historic featuring Ransom and AZ. I don't know. I mean, I like the record. Don't get me wrong, but I maybe expect it. A little bit more lyrical, spiritual, miracle shit. It seems like that. I mean, Ransom's verse was fire. AZ verse was cool too, but I expected a little bit more out of these two. But I still think that it's excellent, though. I don't know. Maybe I had way too high expectations for that song. Different league featuring Benny the Butcher in terminology. This is good. I fuck with it. Can't Stop featuring my nigga Stove God. Cooks, Simba, and Nina Sky. Oh my God. Where has Nina Sky been? They had two hits. Well, actually three if you count the Alchemist record. They do their thing on Can't Stop with Simba and Stove God. Unpredictable featuring Inspected Deck, Ghostface, Raekwon, and Method Man. This is basically a Wu-Tang record. <laughs> if you got three or more Wu-Tang members on a record. It's a Wu-Tang record, bro. Stop the cap. Ain't Too Much To It, featuring Conway, The Machine, Bun B and Abso. I was kind of disappointed in this record. I don't know why, because, I mean, these guys didn't Bring. They didn't have Trash Versus, but I expected a little bit more out of this. I was kind of disappointed in this. I thought these niggas was going to tear their shit up. They just did okay. Life and Times featuring Joey Badass. This is a a dope-ass record. Dropping Bodies. This is one of my favorites with Millie's. Oh, man. Millie's killed that. Static killed that beat. Love that shit. Is different featuring MOP and Core Mega. This was dope. Good to see MOP out here doing a thing. <laughs> Lionhearted featuring Elzai and Boldy James. I expected more out of this joint. I don't know why. I just did. Maybe my expectations were too high for that collaboration. It was good. It's good, but it's not good enough type of thing. Elzai was solid. I expected a little bit more oomph in Elzai. Bodie James was solid, like always. He's very consistent. The new Joe featuring Nims. I guess he's paying homage to Fat Joe on here. It's a solid track. One for ages featuring the god Fahim. This is the weakest record on here. But it, it but it wasn't bad though. It was a mid-pack for sure. Right here featuring Marco Plus and Coda the Friend... Yo, this I wasn't expecting that out of this. That shit was surprising. Them two niggas went crazy. I don't even know who the fuck they are, but this track is nice. Right here, dope record. Limbo featuring mid-ass Russ. Russ does a good job on here. I'll give Russ some credit. This is a dope record. The Cold featuring Ruben Vincent, Rome Streets, and Luca Bruh, not Luka Doncic. <laughs> I know what y'all trying to do here, but the cold man. This was an incredible record. Definitely the best song on here. Um, got to give featuring Red Veil. This was okay, kind of mid. Vanilla Sky with G Easy. This was pretty dope. Factory featuring IDK. The second best track on here in my opinion. I love this song. Like, this nigga's talking about relationships and shit. And how men are treated by women. And I'm just like, whoa, this is fucking fire. Full Circle Show Off Crew featuring Terminology, Rex, JFK, Easy Money, and Harley Hall. I guess these are guys that are Under Static Selective. Didn't care too much for it. It's probably definitely the second weakest song on here. All in all, Round Trip is definitely for the hip-hop head. This isn't for the current hip-hop fan. This is for the original hip-hop fan. I mean, the lyrics are great. You know, the the beats are dope. This is a pretty decent all-around project. It's not the album of the year, but it's worth checking out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to move on to the final countdown. Yeah, buddy. We're going to talk that game for the NBA Finals talk. Oh, shit. It went the fuck down tonight. So, wow. I'm in shock right now. I'm lost for words here. As the Denver Nuggets defeated the Miami Heat... 108-95 108-95 to and they take a commanding 3-1 lead over the Miami Heat as they sweep the Heat at home. That is a major statement made by Denver tonight. We'll get to my thoughts on everything after we look at the box scores here. Denver Nuggets side of the game Aaron Gordon Was the X-Factor tonight. He was huge for them. He showed up. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Nikola Jokic, even though, you know, it looked like in the first quarter he injured his ankle. But it turns out he ended up finishing the game. He had 23 points and 12 rebounds, 3 blocks, 3 steals, 4 assists. A Joel Embiid game, basically. (laughs) Jamal Murray did not shoot it particularly well. He he shot 5 of 17. He had 15 points, but he did have 12 assists. That was big. Bruce Brown, another guy that came off the bench, and he came out firing. 21 points, 8 of 11 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. And that's all they really needed is, like, one nigga off the bench per day contributing for this uh, Denver team. Three niggas with over 20. That was too much for the Miami Heat to overcome. However, Jimmy Butler had 25 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Bam Adebayo had 20 points and 11 rebounds. Seven turnovers, though. And those seven turnovers proved to be detrimental to to the Heat's success tonight. I mean, you had contribution from Kevin Love. He had 12 points. Caleb Martin had 11 points. Kyle Lowry had 13 points. Duncan Robinson had 12 points. So the Heat and the Nuggets both got contributions from their players. But here's the difference here. This kind of ended up like last game, except instead of the third quarter. Denver getting hot. It was the fourth quarter. Miami had Denver in that first half. I mean, yes, the Nuggets were up five, but the Heat looked like they were within striking distance of winning this game. Third quarter, you know, they started off with a 7-0 run, but that was completely stopped. And even Jokic was in foul trouble with a bad ankle and the Miami Heat could not finish off the Nuggets at home. That's the killer part. The Heat, who have been an excellent home team and a great road team in the playoffs, lost both their games at home. Denver completely owns home court now as they're looking to go back to Denver in game five and finish the Miami Heat off in a gentleman's sweep. My thoughts on on this game is very fucking simple. The Denver Nuggets are simply just the better team. You got a one team, a one seed versus an eight seed that those cheeks in the armor are going to start to show. As Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo could not get no help in the fourth quarter. They had help the first three quarters. But somehow in that fourth quarter, they just couldn't get the help to finish the game. And Max Struess and Gabe Vincent ought to be ashamed of themselves. They performed horribly today. Like Vincent shot one of six. Struess shot zero of four. He ought to be ashamed and embarrassed for... uh, He ought to be embarrassed, bro. That's embarrassing and sad, bro. Super sad. Vincent and Struz went out like complete suckers. One of ten combined. Zero of seven from three combined. Combined for two points. That's who they needed to close out the game. Everybody else showed up and played a great game. Like Kyle Lowry had 13 points and seven assists off the bench. And it still wasn't enough to beat Denver. I mean, this game came down to something as simple as depth and just a better all-around team. You know, this is exactly why you know, they need to go get Dave next year. Because struce, Vincent, Robinson, Lowry, Martin, they're not really consistent enough as a unit. And Kevin Love, you got to include him in that too. They're not consistent at all. I mean, Bam and Jimmy have shown up every game in this series. With the exception of Game 1, of course. Where Jimmy went completely AWOL. But, um... This, is, this game was easy to dissect. It was all good until the fourth quarter. Like, when Bruce Brown is scoring 21 points... You're in trouble. Then you got Aaron Gordon scoring 27 who said on this show that Aaron Gordon could get 20 if he wants to? Me, that's whole. Me, that's whole. Say hello to the bad guy. Okay, say hello to the bad guy, Tony Montana. I told you. Michael Porter Jr. played a lot better. You know, this is probably the most points that he scored this whole series. 11 points. Michael Porter Jr. needed to realize that his shot was not working. It just was not. And so the coach instructed him to cut to the basket. Get some easy buckets. You got Murray, who's a great passer. You got Nikola Jokic, who's an even better passer. Let them find you. And they believe in him. You know, Caldwell Pope was going to him like they they were trying to pump Porter Jr. up. But my thoughts going into game five, this could be, I don't think Miami's going to come back from down 3-1 and win this series. They're fucked. They're fucked. Fuck, 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 fucked. They're screwed, bro. I wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Nuggets closed out this series. So this this last game is on Monday. Possible last game is gonna be out on Monday at 8.30. Alright, folks, get your fucking weight up, get your popcorn ready. Because this game five, I don't know, man, is Miami going to fight in game five for their lives, or are they just going to lay down and take the gentleman's sweep? Well, if Miami does lose this series, they have more wins than the Lakers had against the Nuggets. That's my show. I want to thank y'all for coming through and fucking with me and listening to me and rolling with your boy. This is King Known Uncensored. Game four, new music Fridays, and I'm out.